What is up, guys? This is the Fantasy Football Geniuses Podcast, brought to you by No Hat Sports and sponsored by Brew Mats. It puts the brew in the mat. This is the professor speaking here with my co-host, The Scientist. And last time, we went over the first 16 picks of the upcoming draft. And uh, we're just going to pick 17 through 32. So it is pick 17. The Scientist, you want to you start us off? I will indeed. So at pick 17, we have the Vegas Raiders. And we all know uh, John Gruden is terrible at drafting. So he's actually going to make a decent pick here. He's going to grab Greg Newsom, the cornerback. Uh, this guy has been a fast riser for a lot of teams. And I think he fits the scheme well here for the uh, Raiders. Uh, he was a dog for Northwestern and, you know, the Big Ten, one of the toughest college football divisions. So I think he brings a uh, hard-nosed mentality to the Raiders' defense. All right. Uh, moving on to number 18, the Dolphins have another first-round pick. We already gave them their receivers. So right now I think we send them Jalen Phillips, hometown guy. He already played in Miami. Uh, so I'm sure he would love to end up back there. And honestly, it's between Jalen Phillips and Quiddy Pay for the top edge rushers. So, they're actually, yeah, yeah, he is an edge rusher. Uh, so, between them, can't go wrong. I know he did have some health issues in the past, but he did play a good game last year. So, I think uh, you can't go wrong with that here. Another good pick there. A lot of people have uh, Jalen Phillips as their number one edge rusher. So, to get him there at 18. Could be a steal for the Dolphins. Future dynasty, the Miami Dolphins. No doubt. All right, moving on, number 19, right? Yeah, we have the Washington football team, uh, soon to be known as the Washington Demon Cats, uh, my sources tell me. Anyways, they need, uh, they need some help at O-line. You saw what happened to uh, poor Alex Smith last year when he finally returned from that injury. I'm pretty sure he got sacked by Aaron Donald like 30 times in his first game back. <laughs> so they're going to draft the best remaining offensive lineman, and that's Christian Derisaw, the interior O-lineman, or rather the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Just to solidify that offensive line for Ryan Fitzmagic, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Antonio Gibson, this should help out that offense a lot. Yeah, that's a good pick. Like I said, you can never go wrong with boosting up that O-line. And with the history of that team, you definitely can't be doing that to your quarterback. You got to protect him at this point. Uh, moving on, pick 20, we have the Chicago Football Bears, who probably wanted a quarterback. Uh, I haven't really seen much about them moving up. But I wouldn't be surprised if they moved up just because of how much they need a quarterback. And they've just been stuck in football limbo for the longest time. But assuming that they don't, I think they go Rashad Bateman here. Uh, you're bringing in the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, to be the new QB1. And Allen Robinson is good, but I think you give him another solid option in Rashad Bateman. All-around beast. He's He could do it all. And – uh I mean, as far as I know, this defense is still pretty good all around. So there are a lot of issues on this team, but if they're not going quarterback, I think they got to go receiver, do everything they can to help that quarterback out. 
Yeah, I love Rashad Bateman, and I think he's a great fit for the Bears. Uh, Allen Robinson, who has a very similar play style as Bateman, can kind of take him under his wing there, and Bateman can learn a lot from him, and this should definitely help out the Red Rifle for sure. And uh, keep in mind, they franchise tagged Allen Robinson, so he might be on the way out next year, so definitely need to address that need soon. Exactly. Bateman can be that future number one. I have no doubts about it. Uh, that would be a great pick for the Bears. Anyways, moving on to pick 21. We have, who is it, the Colts, I believe? Yeah, we have the, the Indianapolis Colts, and they are going to go with Edge Rusher out of Georgia, Aziz Ajalari. I've heard many people have this guy climbing up their boards right now. He's pretty versatile. He can play outside linebacker or defensive end. You can slide him all around. He's super athletic. And this would just be a great pick for that Indianapolis Colts front seven. You know, they brought in Carson Wentz. They expect the offense to take a step forward, although I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, while they do believe in their offense, they definitely need to improve that defense. So Aziz is the right pick for them here at 21. Right. I like that pick. Uh, moving on from there, 22, we have the Tennessee Titans. And – to me, this is a massive steal. They lost Adoree Jackson. So I'm going to give him Caleb Fairley. He's the last, like, top, top caliber corner on the board. And think back to a few months ago. He was getting top 10 hype. Then he did injure his back. But if he could go in healthy, he's just an animal. So you give them that guy. And if he pans out, he could be a lockdown corner for sure. And at 22... I feel like that's an absolute steal for him. Yeah, that could definitely end up being one of the bigger steals of the first round. Uh, you know, used to see Farley mocks, you know, top 12, top 15. And it sounds like he should have no trouble recovering from that back injury. But teams are always skeptical about injuries. So, you know, he could slide to the 20s here and that would be a great pickup. Uh, moving on to 23. We have the New York football Jets, their second pick of the first round. They just grabbed Zach Wilson at number two. And here they are going to grab uh, the second most important position, and that is edge rusher. They're going to grab Greg Rousseau. Now, I know many people uh, had Gregory Rousseau, the DE from Miami, as their number one defensive player in this draft a year ago. And he slid out of favor for a lot of people, but you can't deny his talent. The on-field production is there. The stat sheet is full. Greg Rousseau is going to be a solid pick. There's no way around it. And the Jets definitely need help on that D-line. This is a right step forward for the Jets organization with Greg Rousseau here. Right. And he is one of those major upside guys. And with their new head coach, who a lot of people seem to think could really turn around this organization, it'd be nice to give him a massive upside player see what kind of coach this really is. And if he could coach him up, he might have a good future there. So moving on to 24, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think you have to go Najee Harris right here. If you think back, think about how much they've done with guys who aren't that great. James Conner was good for a little bit. Was he an amazing running back? I don't know. Uh, you look, even sometimes Benny Snell got in last year and had some pretty good games. So you give him a true RB1 who could be one of the best in the league. 
surround him with the offensive talent of Juju, Chase Claypool, all these great receivers. Remember, this team, what they start? Like 11-0? Yeah, Something I think like 11 or 12. 12. Yeah, they, they had an amazing start. You give them one of the top running backs, who's also a great receiver out of the backfield, a super dynamic player, this team be, can become amazing. And from what we've seen, Le'Veon Bell was great with the Steelers. James Conner was great with the Steelers. Fantasy implications for this could just be astronomical. He could go off. They could really utilize him. Like I said, in the past game, he's going to get those PPR points, but he could also get a lot of touchdowns because this is a pretty high-caliber offense, and they're going to be getting a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, while I don't love this pick for the Steelers, I'm pretty sure this is going to be their pick. I've heard so many reports in the last few weeks that they are basically guaranteed to get a running back in the first or second round. But if you think about it, they don't pick again until – uh, you know, one of the last picks of the second round. So they got to grab their guy right here at 24. And it's going to be Najee Harris. He's that big physical runner that the Steelers have always had. He's great in the passing game. And obviously, like we saw last year, uh, their run game was kind of, or their offense was kind of one-dimensional. And while I do think they need to focus on the offensive line, they can do that later in the draft. So Najee is a great pick here. Um I don't think the Steelers are the greatest landing spot like, like they used to be. Big Ben's arm is a lot weaker. Their offensive line is kind of depleted right now. They had some injuries. They had a guy retire. But we know that the volume is going to be there for Najee Harris if he is there running back. We've seen it year in and year out. Mike Tomlin feeds his RB1 25 touches per game. If Najee Harris goes here, I'm pretty confident saying he'll be a top 10 running back in the 2021 season. So with that, moving on to pick 25, we have the Jacksonville Jags back again after selecting Trevor Lawrence. And they're going to make a great pick here. They're going to take Trevon Morig, uh, the safety, to kind of shore up that defense. I know Morig is uh, many people's number one safety in this draft, so getting him at 25 is a great pick here. And if the Jags can slow down opposing offenses, I feel like they have a great chance at winning games with that high-powered offense they should have pretty soon. Right. Jags could definitely be a team to watch going forward. Uh, I hope that uh, – who's their new coach? Uh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. I know Urban Meyer is kind of an X factor out there, but he's getting a lot of talent on this team. And if you give him this defensive threat, I could really see him going off. Uh Moving on from that to 26, we have the Cleveland Browns, who they have a pretty sneaky top roster, just X's and O's. You look at it, they are, they're stacked. Obviously, we don't need to give them anything on offense. Their O-line is incredible. Baker Mayfield, I mean, you're not going to be trying to replace him. Great receivers, the best running backs in the league as far as a one-two punch. Their defense, on the other hand, was kind of their detriment last year. They did just sign Jadavion Clowney, though, which should share it up a little bit. But I'm going to go with Zayvon Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa, because, you know, with all the top corner prospects off the board, I feel like you may as well go with one of those very surefire top linebacker prospects for him. That could just give him that extra boost on defense. He could probably start from day one, 
and I feel like this is a team that could compete next year, like actually, actually compete. So getting somebody who could start off the bat is what they need to do, and I think that's what this guy gives them. Yeah, I think Zayvon Collins is a good pick. You can slide him around at uh, defensive end or outside linebacker, kind of like Clowney. And Clowney's a good guy for uh, Collins to learn under, you know, while Clowney's there on that one-year deal. And like you said, the Cleveland Browns are, in my opinion, sneaky Super Bowl contenders right now. I would throw some money on them if I were you, just in case, just in case. I mean, they almost beat uh... – the Chiefs, the Chiefs last year. Yeah. I, I know. Uh, I know Patrick Mahomes went down in that game, but before he went down, it's not like they were getting killed or anything. They were actually very much in the game yeah. and do some kind of questionable play calling. They didn't pull it out, but definitely don't sleep on the Cleveland Browns. For sure, that would be a great pick for them at twenty-six. Moving on to twenty-seven, we have the first of two picks and a five-pick span here for the Baltimore Ravens. And many people are saying they got to draft a number one receiver for Lamar Jackson. They have to. They've only had Hollywood Brown for three years now. He's literally had no one else to throw to besides Hollywood and Mark Andrews. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to add a true number one alpha receiver to this offense. And I'm going to take Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. This guy is kind of overlooked because of the superstardom of Jamar Chase. But I have no doubts about it. Terrace Marshall is a true alpha, coming in at 6'3", 210, running a 4'3", at his pro day. This guy has crazy upside, and it gives Lamar Jackson that kind of safety blanket, alpha downfield threat that he hasn't had so far in his career. Right. I love that pick for him, and I feel like it's a very important pick for the organization as a whole because a lot of people are starting to – question Lamar Jackson's ability to be a quarterback in this league. And with uh, him needing to be re-signed pretty soon, you have to make sure re-signing him is the right choice. You need to give him that alpha receiver to know, can we go forward with this? Because we just saw Dak Prescott get paid, what, like $40 million a year somewhere in that ballpark? Yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott has no MVPs. Lamar Jackson does. So whatever Dak made – Lamar should be commanding more than that. And if you're going to be dishing out that money to him, you got to make sure that's the right guy. So I feel like you have to give him this receiver. There's no other choice. Uh, Moving on from there, we have the New Orleans Saints. And uh, Drew Brees is retiring. So I think most people are under the impression that Jameis Winston is going to get the start. Uh. So I'm going to go ahead and give him Elijah Moore. Uh, You saw what happened to him last year whenever Michael Thomas went down. They were really scraping the bottom of the barrel to get a starting receiver. And, uh, I mean, Jameis Winston, he could really move the ball around on the field. Hopefully he's kind of got over some of those mistakes that got him benched in the first place. But if Jameis Winston comes out there ready to play, he needs a guy like Elijah Moore who could get deep downfield. I know people call Michael Thomas slant boy. He does run those slants a lot. So you need a guy who could stretch the field more, and I think that's what Elijah Moore gives him. Yeah, I would love this pick. Uh, Elijah Moore to the Saints would be a dream landing spot. He can line up inside. He can line up outside. Uh, he can win at all levels of the field. He's amazing after the catch. He'd be a great compliment to Michael Thomas. And many people are saying, you know, 
that Jameis Winston is a downgrade from Drew Brees. I actually think if he lives up to his full potential that he'll be a massive upgrade over Drew Brees, especially the Drew Brees that we've seen the last few years. Uh, that, that Saints offense could be dangerous. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially with Alvin Kamara. If oh, yeah. Jameis Winston can perform and just get rid of those little mistakes that he makes, he could really be a beast. I'm definitely excited to see how that plays out. Uh, moving on to number 29, we have the Packers. And once again, as always, the Packers need a wide receiver in the draft. And once again, they are going to fail to draft a receiver in the first round. And however, this time they're not going to piss off Aaron Rodgers. They're actually going to grab an offensive lineman to protect him. They're going to get Landon Dickerson, the center out of Alabama. As we know, Alabama puts in top-tier offensive line talent into the NFL every single draft, and this is no exception. Landon Dickerson has been the centerpiece of that Alabama offensive line for the past few years, and he'll be a great NFL center. You can slot him in on day one, and he'll just be a solid NFL starter. Right. You, you got to love that pick. And correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they just lose an offensive lineman? Yeah, they lost uh, Corey Lindsley, went to the Chargers, who was their starting center. Oh, so, yeah, this is basically yeah. a brainer there outside of receiver. Exactly. Got to fill that hole. So, uh, going on to pick 30, we have the Buffalo Bills, who are a very, very complete team. At this point, I feel like these picks are more of just luxury picks. The Buffalo Bills had potential to win it all last year with their roster. And uh, for that, I'm going to go with Jason Owe. I hope I pronounced that right. He's a edge defender out of – or, yeah, he is an edge defender out of Penn State. And it just gives them a little boost they need. Just get after the quarterback. And with, uh, with their loss to the, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship, Seeing how they had uh, that lack of offensive line talent, I guess you could pray that happens again if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. You get after him because we figured out how to stop the Kansas City Chiefs this year. You need to shut down Mahomes, and this is what that pick can potentially do. Yeah, I would love this pick for my uh, Buffalo football Bills. I feel like our two biggest needs are cornerback and edge defender. So getting away right here at edge defender who's arguably the most athletic defensive player in the entire draft would be huge for our defense. Um, anyways, moving on to 31, we have the second of the Baltimore Ravens first round picks. And as we all know, their perennial all pro offensive lineman, Marshall Yonda retired two years ago, leaving a gaping hole in their interior offensive line. So with the 31st pick of the draft, the Baltimore Ravens are going to select Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive guard from USC. And many people have this guy as a top three or four O lineman. So to see him slide here to 31 could end up being a huge steal for the Ravens. And this would really help out that, uh, that run game, the best run game in the league. Yeah. And especially with them just trading Orlando Brown, I don't know if they did that for cap or what, uh, but they, they're going to definitely, as you were saying, they got to fill those holes. They got to go offensive line right here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
So with the 32nd pick, we have the reigning Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they really don't need anything here. This is truly a luxury pick. Uh, so with that being the case, I'm going to go Travis Etienne. I know uh, Laren Fournette kind of stepped up there, but it was splitting carries between Laren Fournette, Ronald Jones, who both had pretty decent years. But if you give him a true RB1 who could really dominate in this league, I don't, I don't see any reason as to why they wouldn't be able to repeat. He's a great uh, receiving threat out of the backfield, and the way Tom Brady plays his game, that would fit well into that. Plus just all the offensive talent he has around him. I think this could really boost that team up a lot. And if he does become the absolute RB1 on that team, not in a committee, uh, the fantasy implications of this could be incredible. I think he could really be a great pickup. Yeah, ETN here at 32 um, is a great pick for the Bills. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go earlier to a team like uh, Miami or the Jets, maybe even the Bills at number 30. But like you said, the Bucks have no holes on their team, so they can kind of use this pick on whatever they want, and ETN would be a great fit. Um, Bruce Arians would finally get a running back that he actually likes because we all know he hates uh, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. And ETN would uh, provide a very versatile threat that neither of those guys uh, bring to the table. So with that, that wraps up our first round mock draft. Today we covered picks 17 through 32. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in to the second ever episode of the Fantasy Football Geniuses podcast brought to you by No Hat Sports.